Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. officially over but not without some drama at the end um, thank you all so much for tuning in to the phnx coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review and we are here with Petey and craig we are out of breath we appreciate everybody's patience waiting um for us Oof. to go live but you know the Calgary Flames and the Coyotes made a last-minute deal, so trying to get all that information in. But we can all take a deep breath. <sighs> the trade it's deadline is passed. Isn't that a funny trade deadline? Because talking to people around the league, this has been like a two-week-long trade deadline. It wasn't today. It's been a it's, marathon. It's been weeks. Like a marathon. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know you have a graphic that you're going to show like how few deals actually happened today, although a bunch came in right at the deadline. But yeah, that's true. It was not like years historically past. low. It seemed yes. historically low, especially uh, compared to years past. So it's it just a very fascinating deadline. Of course, the Coyotes had to make it interesting by making a few more moves <laughs> right at the end. But before, you know, we used to do a thing at the beginning of our shows where we would do a clearing where we just kind of let go of all the negative energy before we start. And I think a show like today where we're Is there we're negative gonna... energy around the Coyotes on social media? Mm, huh. I would say so. I barely um, noticed. <laughs> yeah, so I, let's just have a clearing and let's just enjoy this photo of some corgis. Oh. Really, no. <laughs> See, uh, now, how could you be down after that? No, I mean, this just that one on the left, I think its name is Lana or something. That's great. I love it. So everybody enjoy these corgis. Take a breath. Have a clearing. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it all. All right. We'll okay, all. I do feel better. That was I do feel I better do. too. Thank I you, do. Sean, uh, for that. Corgi so. energy. Yeah, big corgi energy. Um, well, let's get right into it. Um, if you've been watching our show all week, yeah. we've already talked a lot about Jacob Checker and we've talked about Shane Gossesbury. We'll give a few other thoughts on those, um, of course, in the next hour. But we should kind of go in order of recency, I think, just because it's what's sticking in people's minds. We're going to go through all the Coyotes trades, the impact on the team, what it all means moving forward. We're going to project the lineup for the rest of the season. Um, but let's go over the trades first, and we'll start with the one that just went down. Troy Stetcher, RIP, best-dressed player on the Coyotes. Um, and Nick Ritchie traded to the Calgary Flames in exchange for Brett Ritchie, yes, Nick Ritchie's brother, and Connor Mackey. Okay. Initial okay. thoughts. Okay. Um, this was a trade. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that it's brother for brother. That's crazy. That's, I, I don't know if that, that has, ever happened. I don't know. It might have happened with the Sutters since there were like yeah. 17 of them in the <laughs> league. But that's crazy. Um, and it's his older brother. Doesn't play, you know, probably not quite the same style. Um, but I, I haven't had a chance to talk to general manager Bill Armstrong about what this particular deal does. I'm guessing this is more, and Petey, you might have something about this. Uh, this might be more about what Calgary wanted. Yeah, this is this is about Nick Ritchie. I mean, Nick yeah. Ritchie, when you look at a player that what Calgary's style of play is, both Richies are physical and get into the corners and can be that player. The difference between Nick um, and, and his older brother, Brett, is Nick's more talented. Nick's got the opportunity to add some secondary offense. And if you've looked at this Calgary Flame team that went from one of the top five teams in goal production over a year ago, yeah. is struggling to score goals. So they they took a flyer on Nick Ritchie. Let's, let's face it. We've talked about Nick Ritchie over the last two months. 
almost non-existent this last week. You say, okay, maybe he's picking up. Daryl Sutter's not going to let anybody float on his team. It's just not possible. So this might jumpstart Nick Ritchie just for two months where they could really use him. I expect him to play a bottom six forward role that's going to be able to get to the net hard, secondary power play minutes, and hopefully add to a, a second scoring secondary scoring to a team that's going to have to play some pretty good teams in the playoffs if they get in and they need to be deep. Because when you look at if they have to face off against a team like Edmonton, Edmonton I don't think is as deep. I just don't. And this this their addition of Bugstead helps Edmonton, but I think Calgary's looking to be a deeper team and maybe able to compete against some of the top teams in the West. Um, as far as Brett Ritchie coming back, what can Coyote fans expect? Big, Size? Big, big guy. Big. He's six foot four, well over 200 pounds, and he's, he skates well for a big guy. He could be physical, but he gets to the net. Like, if he's going to add anything, he's going to do it around the blue paint, and he is tough. Like, he's he's hard to defend because of his size. He's going to be physical. He's going to be a bottom six guy, too, um, that's going to get to the net hard. Uh, Mackey on the back end, uh, I don't know well enough. He's not an everyday guy right big. now. Six, they, three. Uh, yeah, another big player that that Bill's bringing in. He loves um, he loves size on the blue line. There's and, and we'll no see when we it. when we go to the lineup if, where he fits if he fits. Um, but I expect Brett Ritchie to jump right into the lineup in the bottom six. Yeah, um, you know we talk about the walking and talking effect when you do walking and talking <sighs> with a player, they usually go on to have success. And we might have that boost might have gone a little too far little in, too far. in sending Troy Stetcher to the Calgary Flames. How do you think he can fit with Calgary? Well, it, it's interesting because they've got players like Rasmus, Rasmus Anderson, but they don't, and Mackenzie Weger that they added in the offseason from Florida, so they have that puck-moving guy. He's going to be a guy that you're looking at uh, on the bottom pair there in Calgary. Mm-hmm. But he's a bottom pair guy that, one, one thing when you talk to people around the league about Troy Stetcher is you know his compete level. And he works incredibly hard. He's an all-in guy whenever he's on the ice, and that's the kind of player that the Calgary Flames need. They need a guy that's going to go every time he's on the ice. So I think they're going to be thrilled with his game. Um, And we talked about his ability to get the puck up the ice. I know his offensive numbers don't necessarily reflect him as an offensive defenseman, but he moves the puck up extremely well. He does. He is going to help this team play fast, which is what they want to do with some of their skilled forwards. But I also think he's going to bring that Daryl Sutter energy, and I think he's going to fit in well in this locker room. Um, but I, I do think it's at a lower pair um, for Calgary. He's going to help this team as they're trying to get a solid playoff position. And he played in more of a defensive role this year with, than, than maybe he had in the past and showed that he could do it in minutes. So I th- he had a like an insane percentage of his defensive, uh, his zone starts Starts. were defensive. So he, he was in a different role and he, and he showed something. So I, I think that gives maybe scouts when you're looking at a player like that a, a better understanding of what the player's capable of when you're bringing him in in this situation. You know, a, as we said a million times on this show, you need depth on the blue line in the playoffs because you are going to lose some guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he does play because I come into the right hand side. He's either going to play with Tanev or Zadorov. Zadorov, Zadorov, Zadorov. And I tell you what, that Zadorov, Zadorov. Um, depends on which team he plays for. It's pronounced differently. <laughs> He's a really big guy Sacagawea. that surprisingly yeah. gets to the yeah. net hard. I see that pair. I see him with with, with Zadorov. I see that being a real interesting pair. I like it um, I because I think Zadorov is a big, strong, physical defenseman, but it gets up the ice better than people think. I, I like that tandem, so I'm going to be curious to see if, if Stetcher plays with, with Zadorov because I, I really like that pair because they've already got Anderson with Uyghur, then I think they're pretty solid, and then you follow up with Tanev Hannafin. I, I like their six, if you can throw them into the six. Yeah, well, and looking at what the Coyotes got in return, and I think Lee Olson in the chat just said, Calgary fans say Mackie is, quote, unspeakably bad. Obviously, <laughs> we won't not, know until well, he gets a here, builder. Um, but just looking at stats um, in 10 games this season, three points with Calgary, played um, a lot of the season last season in the AHL for the Stockton Heat, 36 points in 53 games in Stockton. So I, I, I think Coyote fans <laughs> should just ma- manage their expectations. What if people say that about me, too, when I'm not around? Like, he's unspeakably bad. He's unspeakably bad. bad. Wow. Um, and as for... Brett Ritchie, uh, as far as, you know, the oh. offensive output in 34 games with Calgary this season, eight points, um, four points in 41 games last season and eight points in 32 games the year before. So I think everybody should maybe temper their expectation. And this, these are some high offensive output players. Um, but as Julia just asked in the chat, did the Coyotes get 
bad enough to plummet to the bottom. Julia, that's something we're going to see in a little bit when we go over the the lines. The Coyotes did blow it all up, kind of, yeah, in, in a way. Did you see those Blackhawk practice lines today? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. But we'll we'll, we'll kind of come to that conclusion as we go along here. But do you have any other thoughts on this trade, or should we move on to the next one? I think we should move on, and Petey, should I get a box of tissues? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's so, get it over. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go. So, yeah. Let's talk about Nick Bukestad, Petey's bestie, um, the bro, the best bromance ever was, the Minnesota man crush, if you will. Um, Nick Bukestad it, traded it to the Edmonton Oilers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> DP, DP. Now that is a that's a producer right there that oh, understands. Yeah, leave the whole box. The box. <laughs> oh man, you have no idea. <laughs> but, but but I will say this: when we first talked about Nick Bukestad, the day they signed him, I was actually in Minnesota. For those that I know, could tell, I was your, at my parents, my dad's house. office. Um, I said at the time, it's a guy that just needs a chance to play. He's going to restart his offense, and he's going to be great in the room and help lead the younger players along. And he did exactly what he was asked. Mm. It, this one, I, I, and we know how much this hurt me, just yeah. personally. But as a team. This one's tough. Oh, yeah. He was extremely well-liked. I, oh, I will yeah. say this. The talk around the ice den this morning at the morning skate was Kristen Fisher might be a little happy because he now is back to being the nicest guy in the locker room. <laughs> so there was some debate whether it was Bukestad or Fish. Maybe you should have a vote on Fish that. before. So. They were pretty tight in who was the nicest. But now there's, there's no debate. It's back to Fish. This one, to me... It hurts on both areas for this team. When we talk about the Coyotes, what this does on the ice and off the ice, this move is is a t- really tough move. What this does to Edmonton, we talked about what what Calgary's trying to become more balanced. It's been Edmonton's problem all, all along. They're so top-heavy, and they struggle with secondary scoring. This is a great pickup for the Edmonton Oilers. Like I, I, I can't stress enough how big a deal this move is for the Edmonton Oilers. They don't need upfront. Uh, they don't need the scoring. They they have no problems um, with high-end offensive talent or power play guys. They need a guy that can play a lot of minutes and play 200 feet, and you can trust him on the ice in either end of the ice. And that's Nick Bukestad. And he's going to go in there as a good soldier. He's going to keep his mouth shut, and he's going to do what you ask him to do. I, I think that's a great move for Edmonton. For Arizona, it's tough. It's tough to see, one, you're going to get a guy that's playing a lot of minutes in big, important roles for you, and in return, you don't get anybody that you're throwing on the ice right now. Um, yeah, so the trade was Bukestad and Cam Deneen to Edmonton in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick and defenseman Michael Kesselring, who we found out today at practice will be making his NHL debut tonight. Um, Michael Kesselring, a six foot five right shot defenseman, big guy. Lots of big guys coming this way. Um, you know, fits the mold of Bill Armstrong's team. He's 23 years old. He was drafted 168th overall by the Oilers in 2018, went to Northeastern, and then he's been at um, in the AHL playing for Bakersfield, 22 points in 49 games with Bakersfield this season. Um, and then as for Cam Deneen going the other way, you know, he's kind of been part of this Roadrunners team for a while, 35 points in 50 games this season, played a stint with the Coyotes, 34 games last season, just seven points in that time frame. But um, Cam Deneen, I think part of that was clearing some money as well for the Coyotes. Yeah, and just not a part of their future. Just wasn't a part of their future. So uh, another opportunity, see what he can make of that. Uh, I just... Not to stick on the Bukestad thing because, you know, Petey might have to get a second box of tissues, but <sighs> such a class act going out the door. I did catch up with him and Shane Gossespair, who we'll talk about in a moment, uh, after right after the trades. And <sighs> as I said in my tweet, the guy could teach in a, a course in adulting. He's just a good human being. He treats people with respect. He thanked Bill Armstrong for the opportunity to refine his game on the way out. It just, wow, it's going to be really tough on this room to lose a guy I think he is one of the biggest reasons that this team overachieved this season because his presence just meant so much. I agree that with room. that, but here's something that I was asked earlier today. I've been asked it on Twitter. Is there a possibility that there's a future in Arizona for Nick Bugstead this summer? We'll see. We'll see. And a, a couple of things. He does own a home here. Loved it in Arizona. He liked Liked the city, liked being here, made a lot of like good lobbying. friends here. I'm just, but, but, but 
the concern I have is that it all depends on how big of a role and mm-hmm. how good of a playoff if, if stretch he has. If Edmonton goes one and done series, they play four or five games and they're out, that scenario would be much more likely. If Edmonton goes two or even three rounds like they did a year ago and Nick Bugstead factors in even marginally into that, his value has just gone up. And maybe not signing in Edmonton, but he will increase his value across the league where it is going to be now a guy that instead of making 1.1 or, you know, 1.2 million, now it's 1.8, 1.9. Potentially, I, I, I don't know. But I think the better playoffs he has and the farther Edmonton goes, the less likely he is to return to the Valley, unfortunately. I won't say no today, though. I'm not okay. ready to say no. Yeah. His I, agent is also a Minnesota guy. So or he is. Yeah. Gosh, look at all that. Who knew all these Minnesota hey, did connections? Did you know Didn't Nick Bukestad was from Minnesota? It's from Minnesota. Right, by the knew. way, if you missed our PD and Bukestad tribute video, it's on our Twitter. I will at, say. At phnext underscore coyotes. It's on YouTube, too. First, if you it's haven't it, seen it. Just Twitter. If you haven't seen the Nick Bukestad tribute video saying goodbye out the door from phnext, sincerely do, because I have to thank Leah Merrill for all of her work on her day off. DP doesn't get days off, so (laughs) every day is a work day for him, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But Leah did that on her day off on her own, and I really appreciate it because I think it was outstanding. So check out her work. It it was, you guys deserved a tribute video. It was really neat. Um, neat. And with the Bukestad deal, um, Arizona retained 50% of his salary, and that was their third of three retention slots they can have, uh, making them ineligible to retain any more contracts until July 1st. So when the calendar flips, um, we can reset, I guess, on on that front. Any other thoughts on either Bukestad going, Camden going, or Kesselring coming, or any thoughts on what the return was? Just Yeah, I do. And, and because we have to talk about What's happening in the future at the back end here? Because you saw Dyson Mayo and Cam Deneen, two guys that were prospects for this team for a very long time. Both have had, you know, shortened stints here with the big club that are now gone. That's a concern because when we, when we start talking about what they have as defenseman depth in the organization right now today, it's pretty thin. And, and I think when we start going over who's still here and who's available to play, and what's coming in the future? Right now, the covers are fairly empty. I know we got you talk about Lamaru as a possibility, Maverick Lamaru is a possibility they drafted last year, but we talked about his size and he's years away. There is no guy that they can plug in. That guy was right. Soderstrom and he's here right now. And you talk maybe Coley Chonik. Well, he's here right now too. Um, so unless Kesselring becomes that guy, they need to start drafting defensemen. Like they need to have defense. And when you start looking at the forwards in this in this organization, they're starting to get deeper with Cooley and Gunther and Michelli, and you've got that. They're going to have to start stocking the covers at the back end, and that's the concern I have with, with Deneen and Mayo both going out the door. Yeah, absolutely. But um, what, from what I've seen on Twitter, and obviously we haven't talked to anybody close to the organization to know, it seemed like Edmonton Oilers fans were kind of upset to see Kesselring go. Um, seemed like someone they were excited about. Obviously, we don't know for sure. We'll see how he fits in here. Um, and we'll see tonight because he'll be on the ice. But um, big guy. So <laughs> should be interesting. Big guy, yeah. To see how he fits in this lineup. You know who won't be on the ice? The guy you're going to talk about next. Yeah, no, he will not. Um, Jacob Voracek <laughs> came <sighs> over his contract, at least, came over. This is another deal that went down yesterday. The Coyotes traded goalie John Gillies to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Jacob Voracek or Jacob Voracek's contract, if you will, and a 2023 sixth-round pick. Um, Jacob Voracek, he's been on the IR since November 4th with a concussion. He's 33. He's had seven or eight concussions in his career, as he said. It's not impossible but unlikely that he plays – Again, there is an insurance factor on his salary if that were the case for he to not play again. Um, and in return for taking that on, the Coyotes get that six-round pick as well and send John Gillies to Columbus, who has played just 15 games in the AHL for Tucson this season with a 3-7 goals against average and 8-7-8 save percentage. Pretty sure he's not going to play. They, they have a really good sense of this if they're going to make this move because the Coyotes, as we know, did not want to take, a long, take on a lot of money. So 
this just allows them well we and we talked about this while while saving some money right that with with the last deal with the uh, Shea Weber deal they have insurance that they're going to reach the cap floor and you've seen some of the tweets from cap friendly and puckpedia how what great percentage of their cap hit is tied up in long term injured reserve which is or or in these deals at least which you know they're they're not going to put them on LTIR which are actually going to count against the cap and that's just I know we're going to get into this too, Leah, but that's just an indication of where this team is financially right now and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, $28.2 million of their cap hit on injured reserve, $3.6 million in dead cap hits, um, OEL, Patrick Kane, and then a sum that's a sum of $31.8 million in injury or dead, dead cap hits. Um, 42% of their total cap hit, which, and that was yesterday. So it, the numbers might have shifted slightly in terms of the percentage of the cap hit since that might have changed. But the number that didn't change is the the dollar amount in, in terms of the dead contracts. Yeah. So I got a couple thoughts here, and I know we'll get into it more. But th- those two players that you just mentioned, Shea Weber and Jacob Voracek, are two players that if we this deal was Five well, to ten years ago, you're thrilled. You're going out of here. I've always liked Voracek. I think there were times his name has come up in the Coyotes coaches' room for years as a guy that would fit into what they're trying to do here. Distributes the puck well. He's got five twenty goal seasons. He's a he is a good center iceman. All of those things are true. And they finally made it happen, Pete. And they made it happen. So here's here. A little too late. What the actual heck? <laughs> okay, couple things here. First off, before we get to what the actual heck. Does Voracek bump Brian Little off the top line on the Legends? He does. He does, right? I think so, yeah. too. So now Chavity, got, he's got over a thousand games. Pavel Datsuk between Marion Hosa and Jacob Voracek. That's your top line for the Legends line. Now you've got Dave Boland and Brian Little on your second. You're, You're filling your second out. Line. You're filling We're out a line. Again, still don't have a goalie. <laughs> no, I need to go like Carey Price. Shea Weber and Chris Pronger who can so log he, he, heavy minutes. But he's going on the ring of honor that we've developed he's we're putting his jersey Voracek's oh no question oh, included yeah. that. So we'll have that we have to we also have to talk about Patrick Kane I don't know where he fits because I, yeah well he might have to wait they're paying him and for a one to... brief moment he was in fact a coyote moment the deal went through yeah so mo- seconds um but yeah Voracek unreal career 1058 games 806 points in that time 223 goals 583 assists um, and a great beard as well. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he could be he with O'Brien and and Kraus. Yeah, that's and a, ginger. That's your line. It, it, the ginger beard. The ginger beard. Team. Yeah, no to team. The ginger beard no, man. No, I like it. No team has more ginger beards. That's true. Because he's technically that's the, the line. The ginger beard men. Yep. The ginger beard men. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So now to what the actual <sighs> heck? Yeah. This much tied up. And guys that aren't going to play just tells you where the Coyotes are financially. They are a cap floor team. This helps them get to the cap floor. Payroll is probably not even going to be at the cap floor. I know this makes a lot of people angry, and I get it. Honestly, I'm not sure that this is a great look for the league. You're worried about teams exceeding the cap, but you're allowing this kind of stuff to happen. Having said that, these are the rules. This is within the rules of the CBA. I know people say they're circumventing the cap. No, they're not, because that's a legal term, and they are not circumventing it. They are within the rules of the CBA. But again, it's a it's a rough look for the league overall to allow this, and it just gives you a sense of where the Coyotes are. This is, this is a bare-bones operation. It's going to be a bare-bones operation for a while, because when you look mostly at what the Coyotes got back to, they got a ton of draft picks. They didn't get prospects. So what happens when that happens, Petey? The rebuild takes longer. Yeah. Just what everybody wants. More years of yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, unless you win the lottery and get a player like a Bedard or Fantilli that can accelerate it. <sighs> yeah. It, yeah, it takes a little boring. longer. And also, by the way, again, all y'all who are rooting for wins. Yeah. This is Maybe don't. You're going you're to have to like, <laughs> you're going to have to wait. Yeah. If they don't win the lottery, you're going to have to wait a little longer. That's that's the price you pay for not getting those elite players because they will not emerge from this rebuild until they think that they have the depth and the talent in their system to emerge from this rebuild. Yeah. You have to do it the right way. It's been done the wrong way here at least three times. Enough. 
learn from past mistakes, even if it wasn't the same regime, and do it the right way, no matter how much pain you have to endure in the short term. Yep. Um, I, I do want to talk more about the financial situation in a little bit, but you know, this has been a stressful week for a lot of people. Um, I think we can all do with some unwinding this weekend. And <laughs> if you're looking for a great event to attend to do so, check out the M3F Festival. It's March 3rd and 4th, so today and tomorrow. Um, great lineup. And our friends in Four Peaks will be out there. So nothing better than drinking a Four Peaks beer. The weather's going to be nice this weekend. Take in some live music. Grab your tickets at m3ffest.com. And enjoy that wow we beer in the sun while you're there. Um, I can't wait to enjoy some some sit back tonight. Well, actually, we have a game tonight. Don't Use we? it a four piece class, but not day not, drinking quite well, yet because I got to work tonight. We do have it. So. I totally forgot that we have a game tonight, and we will be live again later today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tomorrow, I will in- indulge in some four peaks. But you must be 21 or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. And it's actually crazy the impact the trade deadline has on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, Sean and I co-hosted PH Next Bets Daily today. Go check that out if you haven't already. But lines from last night to today had already moved because Sean looked last night for his picks. Uh, I looked this morning and they were already different. Um, So check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm sure a ton of stuff has shifted in terms of team futures. Either you can bet on Stanley Cup winner, you can bet on division winner, conference winner, whether or not a team will make the playoffs, all of that. It's on DraftKings, um, and now that the trade deadline has come and gone, those lines, get on them. Get on them today before things shake out the rest of the year. Um, So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that code PHNX, and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Does anybody have a pick of the week? I'm putting everybody on the spot, but does anyone have one? Sean? I mean, I can give you one based on what we did on bets yeah, today. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, my DraftKings Sports Pick of the Week is the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs, plus 235. Ooh, Tremendous value. Jordan Greenway in the fall. That's what I'm saying. And it's plus 235. It. Is it still plus 235? Yeah, it did not okay. move with the Jordan Greenway trade, unfortunately. Um, also interesting, Ottawa Senators plus 550 to make the playoffs. They are hot. Just right saying, plus they 550. They are red hot. Okay. Hey, like, listen, if they make the playoffs, then Coyotes fans, hey, root Did for you a run that, yeah. Yeah, to you the got. Eastern Conference Final. Red the Park. shocker. Yes. Can I talk about Ottawa? Sure. sure. Oh, but that's Sean's DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah. That's I strapping. love it. I actually picked that on bets, too. Spoiler okay. alert. Yeah. So this kind of tied into what we were saying just before that. And we talked about what this means for the rebuild. So uh, well, let's, there's two teams I've said all season long that this is the model of. This is Buffalo and Ottawa. We want to be Buffalo and Ottawa, taking high draft picks, homegrown, and trying to be a competitive team trying to make the playoffs. Are we all in on that, that we're trying to agree this is what we, the hope is to be Ottawa and Buffalo who are both trying to compete? They drafted defenseman Thomas Shabbat in 2015. 15. Do you know how many years that is? That's a lot. I can do that. Matthew. That's almost That's eight. eight. That's eight. Yep. So Kachuk... Kachuk, 2018, five years ago. And they're not in the playoffs yet. They're not competitive yet. And that was five years ago. Shane Pinto is the year after that in 19. Um, Stutzla is 20. They are not close. And we're anywhere from five to seven years in. And we're still two years away. So that's nine. Two years away from you being cup contention? I mean, they're a playoff contender right now. Okay, fair. Competitive in the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Buffalo, what when's the, I just had this up. Oh, now I'm going to be in, in so mad. Buffalo Sabres, <laughs> um, Dylan Cousins, 2019. Rasmus Dahlin, 2018. Casey Middlestat, 2017. Yep. These are the guys that are trying to get them now six years later, and they're on the cusp of making the playoffs in six years of successful years of high draft picks. And those are guys that made it successfully. They didn't miss on those. They hit on all three of those guys. This, we're talking about guys that they're getting in the draft right now. They're getting draft picks right now in 2025 and 2026. So go six or seven years from there. You're talking 2032. All right, I quit. I'm see you. So (laughs) I I get where the excitement is over draft picks, but let's put it in context of, buddy, a 2025 or 26 draft pick is not playing or a part of your team until 2030. I know. And then people will say like, oh, look at the Rangers, though. They announced a rebuild, and here they are right back. Well, you know what the Rangers have? Money. Holy Bingo. shit. Look what they, they did for free agents and money. They have money. 
And they went to the cap and they spent to the cap. Tampa Bay spent to Not the cap. Not happening here. And above the cap, those teams. It, it's it's the only way, if you're going to do this, it is time. And we're talking, it is now in my head. I'm thinking competitive for a playoff spot, 27-28 season. Ooh. That is five years from now. Hmm. And that's just competitive. That's making the play. That's Buffalo and Ottawa. Are that's you, not running for are it. Are you all still out there? Or did you just leave? Until you said that. <laughs> so, Can so we just show the corgis? So, again? Oh, let's, by no, the way, I, I feel like I need to see the yeah, corgis let's see again. The corgis. Oh, yeah. corgis. So, by the way, <laughs> did you? I don't know if you read this in the newspaper. Well, nobody read it in the newspaper because it doesn't exist. But the, 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 the Arizona Coyotes are trying to build an arena, and they want votes to publicly support that arena for a team that won't be relevant until potentially 28, 29, or thirty. Sorry, okay, guys. Beyond that, like uh, uh, people knew that, right? But in terms of optics, you just you, you just look at the percentage here. of guys that aren't even playing for the team that you have on your cap, and you've stripped it down. And yes, and what do you now, do in the locker oh, room? By the way, come vote for us. What do you? And, and hey, I don't want this to appear negative because I'm all in with this. I think the rebuild is the only way to do this. Just, I think you have to tear it down to build it up. I believe in the draft. I believe in what Bill Armstrong is doing and he is selling and I'm buying right now. And I believe in the Ted and I believe in Tempe and I believe in the future. All of those things are true. But when you talk about Shea Weber, Jacob Voracek, Datsuk, Pronger, Hosa, on and on and on. And when you're spending up to 50% of your entire cap is spent on players that are on trading card only for playing in your backyard when you're when you're handing out hockey cards, that is hard when I'm sitting as a player inside the locker room going, these guys don't care. Yeah. Like, they just don't care. My career, I'm Clayton Keller. What do you think Clayton Keller is in five seasons? Right. Nick Schmaltz in five seasons. Lawson Krause, five Lawson seasons. Lawson Krause in yeah. five seasons. And it's hard on fans too, right? To say, but come come to the mullet. Pay the tickets, right? Well, it, that one, it's they, tough. They, here's it's, this. it's a tough balance I heard to strike. people complaining about the ticket. Oh, we're going to go see. Let's be thankful this team is here because you get to see the best hockey in the world. And I'll argue with anybody in the National Hockey League. By far the best league in the world, the best players you can see in the NHL in Tempe from 13 rows away. And that is phenomenal. You get to see the Carolina Hurricanes play tonight from 13 rows away, one of the premier teams in the league. So, good Lord, please don't leave. I'd love to see NHL hockey here, but if you want your team to be competitive against these teams right now, it's not happening. I will gladly say in that a building, go watch. Because if you haven't seen a game in this building, it's absolutely unbelievable seeing that level of talent that close up. Yeah. It is. But if you want your team to be able to compete for a playoff spot, it's not happening for a while. So I got to I got to bring this up just to get us in a happier place. Uh, the Coyotes PR this is probably Luke Johns or Jeffrey Sanders that looked this up. This is the first trade in the NHL's database that involves brothers being traded for each other. That's awesome. So Richie for Richie. First time it's ever happened. Didn't even happen with the Sutters. So what do you think they feel like? Oh, I'll be, I'm getting traded to Calgary. Like he be, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, We'll go to dinner they can tonight. Just live in each other's Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, they can live in each other's houses. There go. <laughs> yeah. Silver yeah, lining. There's Leo. a lot and of if, stuff. And like, if Brett wants to wear number 12, they don't even need right? to make a new jersey. Keep jersey. Like, you, you know that the guy you're talking to, all his wrecks are going to be solid too because got the same genetic we, makeup. The parents, <laughs> like, don't have to change their TV <laughs> watching schedule. <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers. It's crazy. Richie, we're 24 in Calgary. I, uh, there's no 24. Yeah, it's open, but twelve would be a lot easier for Stan and the equipment guys. <laughs> it's, the same. it's just half of that, so yeah. Just so anyway, I, I didn't mean to get on such a rant. It's just really hard, and, and I know that's where some of the the Twitter universe is going, and I know that's some of the noise. But I, I want to leave this conversation and this rant with this is I truly believe the only way to do it. I just wish that and. Prior regimes, they would have stuck to the plan yeah. I know. that they started because you know we I could be, be on the other side of that. I wish you and I would still be alive to see it. <laughs> so, just yeah, I mean, I'm eating healthy. I'm trying to hey, make it. I'll like wheel 20, you guys, I'll, Sean and I will wheel you guys into the TED in 2050. But I still think, and, and if you want, if you want to see this team accelerate that, the best way to do it is to get revenue streams other than 
the, you know, the, inside the mullet. So the new building does create new revenue streams, which allows an ownership base to spend yes. more money. Marketing, so it, it's all naming, right? 100%. All the things that they're not so it's getting all there. Cyclical. Parking. You get that. You can spend more. You spend more on these young picks. You might be able to accelerate this by a few years. So it's not doom and gloom completely because when you say they're going to try to lose, I don't believe this team is 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 on the pace of trying to lose no. after <laughs> this year. That's I don't believe that at this pace. Once this draft is completed, they have so many picks now. It is developing those picks. I believe that. I think the worst of the teardown is there. Now it's drafting, developing, developing, coaching, training, filling the roles. So I think this is the worst of it. I want to take us to just another irreverent place because I think we're depressing people right now. Okay. I think we might be. What do you got? Who else has worn number 24? Mr. Guy who's Korpikoski, been- the Corpedo. Um, Branko Radovojevic. 24. 24. Nope. Well, didn't Korpikoski wear 28? Yeah. Oh, he was 28. How Buddy. did I just pull that right. out of my memory? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to name <laughs> name some names here. Michelle Petit, who actually played for... Michelle Petit, another one of those... Sh- Stan Deskash. Cup of coffee. Uh-huh. For one <laughs> season. Ladislav Nagy. Yeah, he's 17. David Cullen. Darcy Hordachuk. Jan Herdina. David Cullen's a Minnesota kid, though. No. Jan Herdina. Jan Herdina for, for years. Josh Gratton. Yeah. <sighs> that was a painful trade. Um, um, no, that was Chris Gratton. Never mind. <laughs> Kyle Kip- Chipchura. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, 2012. And Hudson Fashing. 2012, where's the parade? There you go. Hutchin Fashing. Where, where, where is he from? Minnesota. Remember. I don't know. Okay. Oh, boy. There um, you go. I wanted Two Minnesotans wore that number. <laughs> it's a good Minnesota number. <sighs> right. I do want to just bring up, because Tim had a comment a couple minutes ago about um, Connor Bedard, that Bedard will sell tickets 100%, and he's the, you passed it, John. <laughs> he's the marketing cheat code, is what Tim said. Um, and it's true. A little bit of lottery luck can go... Yes. A long, long way. Imagine yes. if it sells. Imagine if they draft Bedard. Jersey sales, marketing, and it fast forwards the, the rebuild. Yes. It fast it forwards it. So, it does. Like uh, everybody, freaking pray, sage, crystals, and it, yeah, whatever. Connor Bedard to do. would be unbelievable to have a top player three. back caliber. Y- yes, or even top four. Like it. Well, though, Mishkov's not gonna speed things up because he's not gonna be here until twenty six at the earliest. So you're right. Top three. Top three. You better pray. Better well, I, I will say this. <laughs> what else am I supposed to the say? The other thing that Coyotes that. did is this. This does this does push along the the basement battle for Bedard, <laughs> without a doubt. Like yeah. this this roster is absolutely decimated right now. But hey, look at the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are right there. They're horrible. That's a bad hockey yeah. team. Yeah, and we're gonna project the roster here in a minute. But just while we're staying in the land of negative, I just want to talk about one thing. And you published your column, right? Yep, right? it's okay. up. And it's for it's unlocked? Yes. Okay, so everybody after our show should go check out Craig's column at gophnx.com. Um, it kind of goes over the this entire trade deadline and what it highlights in terms of money. And, and you know, we already kind of touched on this in terms of the look and when they're trying to get this arena approved and one of the things you had mentioned and and this is not a knock or taking away from this endeavor but just how it looks in the grand scope but all these partnerships with these jerseys and fashion lines and those people aren't working for free so sometimes you just wonder like you're investing all that money in that sort of thing but you're not able to retain any salary on a deal right like nick schmaltz could have been traded today and may, that might, might have upset people. But the number one reason he probably wasn't is because no team can take him on without the Coyotes retaining salary. Right. And that'd be a hefty, that. yeah, that'd be a hefty retention. And and were there, you know, were, were there deals, value deals even available if you're going to move a guy like that? But you're, you're right about the merchandise too. And, and listen, here, here's the thing I need to say about that. I don't know. I don't know what they invested in merch and, their new jerseys and what the return has been. So without yeah, knowing knows? that, I can't say definitively. I'm just talking more about the optics. optics. Like, okay, we're rolling out this event. On, is it first Friday where he's going to be? Yeah, tonight. Yeah, tonight. And yet, uh, that's trade deadline day where we just gutted the roster and a huge percentage is devoted to players who aren't going to play. It's it's a weird, weird visual right now. I just, yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about yeah, that. Yeah, it feels weird. And it's honestly... There's a lot of times on Twitter where people are really mean um, to the Coyotes. And usually I'm like, F you people. And there's some comments uh, I've read this week. And I'm like, 
And this yeah. is, and it's not a reflection of Bill Armstrong at all. It's not a reflection reflection of the coaching staff, the players on the ice, or the fans. And that's the thing that I hate that it gets all tied up because, as a longtime fan of this team, I get really, I get like personally upset when people attack the Coyotes franchise and organization. Those, they're two different things because the players on the ice, the coaches, the fans, all of that. That's separate from the fine, the finances and the ownership and all of and the the drama that we've seen for twenty five plus years that's separate but it, yeah it's just it's been a journey being a coyotes fan let's just put it at that and I, hopefully how do you f- hopefully it's only up from here but how do you Genuinely. feel how do you feel and you just mentioned it andre turney how do you think he feels right now he doesn't have and i know there's got to be another move because right now they don't have 20 players to put on the ice tonight yeah yeah, in the short term. Oh, and by the way, they're playing one of the best teams in the National Hockey League tonight. And Shane players. Right. That's like, hilarious, by the feel way. Feel for Karel Vimelka tonight because Carolina is a high-volume high uh, high shot, shot team. team anyway. Tonight? Oof. This team shoots from literally everywhere. Yes. yes. Boy, howdy, if you want to take the over on uh, saves by Karel Vimelka on the DraftKings Sportsback Act, <laughs> That's today probably is the day. The of the week, right? <laughs> because not only that, when, you, when we be. talked about their roster. Are you betting it right now, Sean? He just picked up his phone. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going to see what it is. <laughs> but you, you, you talked about Kesselring. And this morning at the ice den, um, Coach Cerny was asked, well, what do you think about his game? And you know what he said? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Don't know. But we'll oh, plug by the it. way, you're playing him. We'll plug him in tonight. I want to Paris without any idea what his skill set is. No idea. Yeah, what kind of player is? But that's the reality of the trade deadline. Like a lot of yeah. teams are dealing For with this. For sure. Right. And we've talked about this too. Like, just give the guys the day off. Why are this they is playing horrific. games? There's tonight? a game tonight. Horrific. Just give them the day off. Let let these guys even get into a morning skate so a coach can look yeah. at them and say, "Oh, okay." So I have some idea. The it's league nuts. doesn't play a lot of games on Mondays. Do the trade deadline always on a Monday and games on a Tuesday. Why don't we do go. that? Like, I get it. It's a, Is it Friday? Yeah, it's Friday today. I get that. You don't want to ruin the, all of our weekends. The weekend revenue? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. That's Never true. mind. It's but more this, about us, Pete. This is just not fair, the teams that play. And there are going to be so many people and so many teams that have players in the air today or packing or trying to get there. There are like a Nick lot Houston. of teams. He's flying today. As a matter of Max Domi's in the Max Domi will play tomorrow. I, Dallas. I'm so mad that. They didn't get that thrown time because I love the story of the player walking down the hall to the yeah, other right. locker room. That Ghost. almost happened last night. Happened with ghosts. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, it's not to, a hallway though. To, yeah. It's more like a breezeway. <sighs> true. true. Open air. True breeze. True breeze. Um, yeah. Well, to the players who are on their way in, um, Brett Ritchie, unless you're going to live at Nick's house, Connor Mackey. Um, I don't know. Jacob Orchek, he's not coming here. Um, <laughs> he's not looking for a house. If you need places to live, if you need to furnish those places, may I point you in the direction of more furniture, which as somebody who literally moved a week ago, let me tell you, they will save your life, especially that white glove delivery. You don't have to stress about it. They just deliver it right to your house. Anything you can possibly need, chairs, couches, tables beds all of it it's all at more furniture you can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com that's m-o-r furniture.com my god we've already been talking a long time we have and i but i want to are you are we done with business yeah yeah. what are you gonna say because we we do have to get moving along i just want to say when we talked about board checking those guys i want to do an alumni event we're helping the team to be positive there should be a marketing event where they remember they flew the the 80s olympic team out they should Fly all those guys out to drop the puck. Voracek, Weber, Datsuk, everybody at center ice. They could have a golf tournament at the same time. It'd be hysterical. And the jersey sales. the jerseys. The jersey sales in the team shop with all of those guys. Hosa, Datsuk, Weber. Fly them out here. Give them a great weekend. Give them a golf weekend and have them drop the puck. There we go. I know. You got put five forwards in. in 2D now. You got put seven the names guys. on their jersey and then Maybe play an alumni we, game. We, are we throwing Kane on this team? Patrick Kane? No, well, not yet. If you okay. do, then you he's think of dead money. You have to think of OEL. That's right. Guys that didn't. Play, play afterward is is the yeah. game. Yeah, that's a key criteria. But when Kane's yeah. done, we can put it. My, my no, point but he, is, bring but one of these guys played a game after the players yeah. picked up. Drop the puck, sell the jersey. I'd buy a Datsuk thirteen. Maybe you should cup a K. Yeah, I don't know. You're you're buying a jersey, aren't you? I'm buying Datsuk thirteen. Buy? I'm buying Datsuk. Oh, I, I, well, obviously, we're saying Pat Kane's not a part of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd go Pavel. Yeah, I'd go Datsuk all day. Unreal. Weber six though. Yeah. Pronger forty four. Coyote. If Kane was a part of this, that'd be the easy choice for me. Okay, I didn't mean to die. I'm just saying, let's get the marketing people on that one. Well, unfortunately, none of those people are on the Coyotes as much as we'd all wish for that. Yes. Um, but 
there is still a roster. But, but um, and we yeah. are we're quite unsure how things are going to shake out. Are we going to a two shot here? We are. Or, 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 we are. Uh, we are. Yeah. So, so I could like leave. I could be gone. You, you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, so much like we did before the season started when we were projecting the lines. Um, spoiler alert: we were quite wrong. When we oh, we're right. Um, but we're gonna try again. And PD, Coach PD, has brought in his handy dandy whiteboard. Um, we had to at the last minute r- do some sharpie writing in new names um, <laughs> to to accommodate. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, it makes a lot more sense. We have a visual. You can see all the guys who are traded. I've been your way off to the side. We're gonna um, we're gonna leave this, and you're gonna go a little while here, right, Petey? Oh, no, I want to go quick. This, this might you... be the first announced potty break on the PHNX Coyote are you Show. Literally... See you guys later. Okay, bye, Craig. DP, can I move <laughs> the other? Can I go to the other mic? Okay. No, you can't. Sorry. Okay, never mind. I'm just gonna, so it, I think what, what, we're, what we're just going to do is one of the things we want to talk about is we talk about the depth of defensemen, and that's where this is really going to go off the rails. So I think when we just start at the top line, Hayton's been between Keller and Schmaltz. I don't see any reason to adjust that line. Schmaltz has been on fire. Keller's been great. Hayton's been getting to that. Everything is great there. Agree, Leah? We're good at the top I line? I agree. Yep. Second line, they had McBain with Michelli and Kraus. McBain, a bigger body, got to the net, took Bukestead's role. I'm also okay with that. The problem is going to be last the, the fourth line the other night was O'Brien Dolphin Cassian, which is fine. The only other forward available is Brett Ritchie. And he will not be here tonight. So I would guess if possible, they're gonna try to go eleven and seven tonight. And I don't know if they have enough defensemen to do that either. So we're gonna leave it like this, and I'm gonna take Ritchie. I gotta drop my microphone. We're moving Richie on that third line. I'm going to put Richie on the third line with Fisher and Boyd, or they could put O'Brien there, which puts Richie, Cassian, and Dolphin as your fourth line for the Arizona Coyotes. Now the problem at defense. Chikrin, gone. Gossesberg, gone. Stetcher, gone. Deneen, gone. Mayo, gone. Oh, boy, howdy. So what are we left with? Valamaki, who's been playing with Gossesberg, can't do that. Then with Stetcher, can't do that. I don't know who Valamaki is going to play with. We've got too many left-handed defensemen again. Brown's not ready to play. Mackey won't get here today, but you know who is here? Kessel Ring. Kessel Ring. Ugh. So you think his NHL debut, he's on the top pair? Nope. Nope. Who I think they're going to I think it's going to be Soderstrom just sliding up. Wow. I think Mosier plays with Nemeth. And I think Kolya Cholnak plays with Kessel Ring. That's your three pairs. The problem with this matchup. I don't know who's going to get the puck up the ice. <laughs> like, and, and, and if you go lower on the stand, you look at Karate, Kanat, there's literally, Craig, there's no defense. <laughs> there's none. Your, your, your next call-ups are Karate and Kanat, and that's it. There's nobody else. There's no other defense <laughs> in this organization right now. This is it. So uh, on the top, we have how many guys I'm that scared. were minor leaguers? We have three minor leaguers playing. Nemeth, who is a 6'7", Mosier and Valamaki, who are... T- Kids. Yep. And they're playing one of the most offensive teams in the National <laughs> Hockey League tonight. What could go wrong? And the back end with Vimelkin Ingram, they have been phenomenal, outstanding. Good luck. The, the thing I wanted to pull this up for, <laughs> and the main point I wanted to show this, is what happens next. Who's next up? Because we talk about Tucson, and who can they filter in? Who can they bring up? Who can get the experience? And that list is short. This is such a tough thing to pl- to balance for the Roadrunners, too, because they are battling for a playoff spot. And you can't gut them. Otherwise, you're going to miss the opportunity to have those guys play meaningful games and learn what it's like to be in those situations. So it's a really difficult balance. And when you look at look at what the Coyotes are doing up front, you look at McBain as your second-line center. I like Jack McBain. He's a really good player. Gets to the net hard, competitive. He fights. He does everything you like. Great kid. Do you know where he is on most teams? Third or fourth? He's a fourth-line player or a 13th forward. And that's t- that's borderline playoff teams. So the Coyotes are putting him in the, in the number two hole. Love the kid. Great future. This roster, you talk about losing games? 
I, I, I just, I literally don't know where this team's going to go. And this is also a deflated, defeated team. And Bear has done a great job of everybody pulling the chain and pulling the rope and doing great things. Ooh-wee. Look at that board. And yeah. you look at the next forwards up, Carcone, uh, JS Day, Jan Unique, who's still hurt and out, yep. Ben McCartney, uh, Kellerman, Nathan Smith. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that could come up. It they just, could come up in, in a revolving door. sure, but where the frick are you getting your defense? There isn't. There is, Karate they don't have up. any injuries. Karate oh and Josh Brown, get Brown's got to get healthy. Yeah. And that puts you at the ability to play 11 and 7. They have to have a call up today in order to either play 12 and 6 or 11 and 7 because they do not have enough players to play today. And they still have one quarter of the season left. It's not <laughs> like it's, it, yeah, it's a handful of games. They have a quarter of the season left. Yeah, it's it's really disheartening. And as as an exercise of the coach, you go with this board and you look at okay, what are my options here? What are my options? And you shuffle people around and you go, okay, there's a lot of things I can do. They literally nope, have no options. Yep. And, and I don't know. And that's that's assuming both Mackie and and Richie come here. I mean, Mackie, Richie will be here. Yeah. Richie's going to be a part of this team and he'll play in the top twelve and he's going to get ice time for sure. Mackie might have to come here. Yeah, because the lack of defensive options. I, I just when I pulled the Dyson Mayo and Camdenine out of their possibilities at the back end, you're like, oh boy, right? Dyson Mayo, Camdenine, and Kolyachinuk and Soderstrom up here. So, wow, have you gutted the road? So we, you know how we went end. down the I ten and talked to Coach Steve Potvin a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'd like to make that phone call tomorrow. See how you doing, Steve? How's your playoff <laughs> push going? Whoops. Also, I love that Michael's takeaway. What I'm hearing, bet Yotes to win tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Michael, you never know. The bets, bet the Coyote Could money line tonight. I, like, I did I did put $10 on, on veggie saves, 30 and a half. So the, 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 like the Roadrunners, by the way, seven teams make it from the Pacific, right? Yes, yeah. and they're seventh. They're sitting seventh right now. Five points ahead of Henderson and San Jose. So it's tight. Can they hang on? But this goes to what we said before, Craig. This American League team needs to have meaningful games in the spring, yes. and they, they haven't. And it's because injuries up here changed the roster down there. That yep. was last year. Yep. This year, it's you decimated the roster up here, so now you need those guys to be here to limp through a season with not even no meaningful games. Get the kid an experience to see what he needs, what it's like. I'm all right. for that. Those games matter. You need those kids to develop and play in meaningful playoff games. I hope... That if it, it if they need to fill roster spots, that it does become a revolving door to give them a chance down there. The other thing to keep an eye on, and there's not a, a glut of these guys out there in the I mean, you're not you're not really thinking about your NHL team as much, but college free agents, right? There mm-hmm. could be guys that they bring in. They brought in Nathan Smith, and I know they didn't do it that and way, but Nathan Smith and Jack McBain. So it's possible that you could find some help for your AHL club there too. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but Maybe. it's a tough, tough situation. Yeah, and, and I know before we leave, we spent some time on on the other two big trades, a lot of time uh, on Gosses, Bear, and Chikrin, but I think during the show we at least have to mention because now Chikrin hasn't had a chance to play. Yeah, he did make his debut with the Ottawa Senators. Scary moment too, right? Yeah, hit down on Can the Can you imagine ice. if he gets hurt game one <laughs> after all of that? Awful. Um, but w- big win for Ottawa against the Rangers, who they also had Patrick Kane making his Rangers debut, so it's a big night of debuts um, for them. But, yeah, I mean, we got to, as Coyotes fans, got to keep your eyes on the Ottawa Senators because it's really going to dictate where that first-round pick um, ends up. And if if they do make the playoffs, you better cheer for them to make the Eastern Conference Final in yes. that case. Um, but otherwise, we are anti-Ottawa <laughs> Senators fans. Can you imagine the road they'd have to get through to get to the Eastern Conference yeah, Final? Ottawa, the juggernauts. Boston, yeah, yeah, Ottawa, Tampa, Boston. Toronto. Yeah. yeah, the Bruins were going to have like 150 points when yeah, the season ends. and they limp in and have to Same. play them. Um, Chikrin, By the way, the Bruins have loaded up. And I know we're going to talk about this tonight. The Bruins have loaded up with Unreal. a team that was already on pace Almost to have the most points fair. in NHL history. Almost not fair. Wow. Talked about and that the way on the is done there. But you look at Chikrin there last night. I don't think that you're asking a guy who probably hardly slept the night before, traveled all day. Hasn't played. Very emotional. He's been out of the lineup here yeah. for a very long no, time. You can't judge it on that. He's got a lot of family there. It was a tough situation to throw him into and expect him to come out of there as the first star. I think we'll have to wait and see on that one. Let that simmer. Let him play with the guys. Know the guys. Get acclimated and play more games. We... Th- He's an offensive player. He's going to help that team. Do I think Ottawa makes playoffs? I still don't. 
sorry, Ottawa fans, but I know you're all tuned in. I, I don't think the team makes the playoffs, but the, you talk about their competitors, the Rangers. We'll talk about them tonight, too, because I want to talk about their mix of lines. But that's where Chikrin falls in. I think he's going to help that team offensively. Um, he What surprised me about that is how emotional he got and, and going to a team where his family can be closer to him. Family's really important to me. You could see that being a big driver in this. So when he said, I need to win, I think it was he's happy being around family. So if, if that's... It, they're good for Jacob. That that's making him happy, and he'll get an opportunity. And he, great for him. So we'll see what that does. Right. I just, for, you know, I think about him too, and I think about what a a, a major piece we thought he was a cornerstone yes. of this franchise. And there, there's we so many captain Craig. There, yeah, there were there were so many cool moments early on in Jake Jacob Chikrin's career here. Love his dad. I talk to his dad all the time. I just, yeah, let let be bigger, right? Just be big oh, people, yeah. right? Be. Take the Nick Bugstad example. Yeah. Wish Jacob Chikrin luck. Hopefully would, he exactly. goes and tears it up for the Ottawa Senators. But miss the playoffs. Sorry. But miss the playoffs. Sorry, because buddy. That's, or go to the conference final. Which, whichever yeah, you want to do, go for it. There is the no other. in between. Yeah. No. Miss the playoffs or Eastern final. So, yeah, yeah, I wish him well. Good luck to Jacob Chikrin. I, I hope I hope everything works out good for him in his career and, and wish him well in the Eastern Conference when the Coyotes are in the West and they can meet in the finals. and. Yep. 2030. And we'll be sure to talk more about Shane Goss' bear tonight because yep. we will literally see him at Mullet uh, Arena yeah. in action tonight against his former team. And we'll Good dissect story. his game, yeah. too. We'll, we're gonna, we'll talk more about that tonight. We'll talk about how Ke- we how Kessel Ring does. We'll talk more about some of the bigger trades around the league as well. Um, but, you know, we just had an hour today to go through all of this, and the Coyotes made it really tough for us by uh, throwing in a few trades at the deadline. Um, we have a $5 super chat from Altex. Thank you, Altex. Said, at work, super slow right now. The best takeaway of all of the AZ trades is Cassian now has more scoring chances. <laughs> he is indeed he slipped through. <laughs> he, slipped, he slipped through the trade deadline. Cassian, anytime goal scorer tonight, why not? Why not? Craig, one, one more thing, though. Uh, How did... This team had a lot of free agents coming due at the end of the year. How did this team do with their free agents? Well, I mean, they, they're all gone. <laughs> whether, <laughs> whether you like the return or not is is a, 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 is open for debate, and I talk about this, some of this in my column today. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of nuance here. There's always nuance. It's not, oh, Bill waited too long or Bill <laughs> overplayed his hand or whatever convenient phrase spills from your lips but that doesn't involve actual analysis. It's complex. Um, I, I'm guessing in the big picture, would they have liked a little bit more? Probably. But sometimes but it doesn't work them. out. Every single one They got rid of all of them. Yes. That's unreal. That is un- that. You know what? The, uh, like, I'm surprised. He was all of the UFAs are gone for an asset. Every single one. That's hard to do. Yep. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> we'll hear from Bill Armstrong later before the game um, and hoping to catch up with him soon. And I don't know if we've done a very good job of selling you on this team <laughs> for the rest of the season, uh, but they are set to play a lot of home games here coming up. So if you want to go see them in action, um, you can do so by using the Game Time app to buy your tickets. You can save up to 60% when you buy your tickets last minute. So if you want to go to tonight's game, see Shane Gossespierre play the Coyotes, you can do that. The tickets are as cheap as they've ever been on game time right now Um, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in the description and like craig mentioned he has the column up right now so as soon as we end here go read it um really kind of puts everything into words what we've been saying for the last hour here but in a more compact and (laughs) thoughtful way i guess if you will yeah and and by the way i'm gonna sell a team right now and follow up on that the reason I was able to, I, I hope, at least make it compact and, and readable is this team. Wow. Sorry. Today, I had writer's block. So P went to the ice den for me and did some reporting. Before he came in here, he made an extra trip to go there. When I got here, I'm thinking, okay, we got to plan the show. Nope. Leah and Sean already had it planned. I didn't have to do anything but <laughs> don't, my Don't put my today. name in there. That's all Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Leah had a crazy list of things already put together. Um, I love this team. I love what we do here. Oh, I do thanks, too. Craig. Yeah, I do oh. too. 
So if you want to become a diehard and support us, it would really mean a lot to us. You can join our Discord, get 20% off merchandise, 20% off events and access to the diehard only pieces on the website as well. And it's a great time to become a diehard because of our events, because our next PHNX Tea Party at Dobson Ranch is coming up <laughs> uh, this month. So Friday, March 24th, we'll be out at Dobson Ranch for a night of golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, and more. I know a bunch of you were out at the first tea party. It was a lot of fun. Um, you can come hang out with the PHNX crew, the fellow Suns fans, diehards, as we watch KD, Booker, and the Suns, by the way, Talk about a team that's exciting in the Valley um, battle in the final stretch of the season as they take on Dar- Darren Fox. To, uh, why did they put all these names in here? How about the Sacramento Kings? Okay. There you go. Check the link in the show notes to reserve your spot today and diehards check discord for your exclusive discount link. What name did they have on there? After? Is it DeMontis Sabonis? Yes. Yeah, there you which go. is fine, but I'm reading this for the first time live on the I don't episode. know if you know this, and I'm going to spoil it. This is a joke, and it's only for Shane. Um, <laughs> DeMontis Abonis is like eight feet, two inches tall. I don't know if you knew that. What? No. Yeah. We, we didn't. He's no. like eight three. It's wow. crazy. Is, That's wild. Is this something that Shane said? Yeah. That's a, a, like bonus eight, 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 in, eight <laughs> feet, four <laughs> inches I, tall. I would drop Sorry, that Romans next week. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord! God, I just—that's no. a big Sabonis. No, <laughs> pop the Sabonis. You know, I was altering tweets today. I was telling these guys altering tweets because I looked at. It, I was like, "Oh, that sounds a little risque when you read it." Yeah, and no. it's it's you. It's your fault. Wait. <laughs> oh boy! Just All right. Wait. Well, we ought to do another show today. Uh, we'll be back again live tonight after the Coyotes play the Carolina Hurricanes. So we hope to have you all join us. Then you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live and stay locked in here on the channel. Sean's about to be on the Phoenix Sports Podcast. They're going to talk a little bit more about the chicken trade and some other stuff going on in Arizona sports this week. So that will be at three o'clock. So hang on tight here and you can follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow PD at S Peters hockey, me at Leah Merrill, Craig at Craig S Morgan, Sean at Sean underscore deposit the show at PHNX underscore coyotes and follow PHNX sports across all social platforms. Whoa, we made it everybody. Show one, show one of two of the day done. We made it through the trade deadline. Everybody in the comments, thanks so much for tuning along. Like this video. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, everybody. And we'll see you tonight.